Hello, and welcome to Miss Genealogy, the podcast, where my number one goal is to get you fired up about family history. Times have changed, and family history isn't just for your grandma. You can sneak it into your everyday life, and the blessings far outweigh any sacrifice, I promise. This podcast is all about connecting to your family, both past and present, and I am so glad that you're here. Happy New Year! I am so excited to be here today. It has once again been a little while, but I am so excited to bring you these next few episodes. I have been interviewing some amazing people, as always, and I just can't wait for you to hear their stories, to learn from them, and to get fired up about family history because that's my whole goal here. So enjoy this episode, have a wonderful new year, and just know that I am so grateful that you're here, that you're listening, that you're leaving reviews on iTunes, and sharing this with your friends. Okay, everybody, I am so, so excited to bring you this guest today. I have Lizzie Jensen on the other line, and Lizzie is such an inspiration to me. I'm really excited for you to get to know her. And Lizzie, thank you so much for taking time to talk with me today. Jesse, thanks for having me on. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. So if you could just go ahead and kind of introduce yourself, let my listeners know what you do, where you're from, and whatever else you want to share with us. Yeah. So I am mom of four, soon to be five in January. Awesome. I know. We're so excited. Um, An attorney and a founder of The Small Seed, which is a Christian website um, all about faith. And it's it's a multi-faith platform where we really just share how to grow your faith, how to connect with um, believers, and how to strengthen your faith through God's word. So that is a passion project I do. Um, I love cooking, reading, fitness, anything creative, and hope to be really good at one of them someday. (laughs) Um, I'm a small town girl, grew up in a small town in Southern Utah in St. George, and now live in the suburbs of a really big city out just outside of New York City. Um, And actually really love keeping a foot in both, both of them. Um, I got my undergraduate degree from Brigham Young University in family studies served an 18 month mission for my church in Croatia. And I went to law school back at Brigham Young University and then finished my last uh, two years in New York city after I moved to New York with my husband. So wow, I'm now full-time mom, part-time entrepreneur, and just happy to be here. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. I am, I'm just inspired hearing your bio. So (laughs) (laughs) hope I don't disappoint. (laughs) No, no way. I, yeah, I really look up to you in so many ways. It's just so fun to see all of the different creative ways that women around the world are, you know, playing their part and trying to contribute to the good. And I just love what you're doing. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you. So I first officially met you at Lightkeepers this last year. It was kind of a new conference that was, you know, around the Roots Tech. It was a part of Roots Tech and it was so fun to meet you in person and also to hear you talk about family history. So I would love if you could just kind of share whatever you'd like to from the presentation that you gave, which was so inspiring. And yeah, just what are your thoughts on family history? Yes. So I feel like I'm one of those brand new converts to anything, like someone who just found a new recipe or just jumped on a fitness plan or Mm -hmm. that's totally how I am (laughs) family history. I love it. And I was, I was challenged 
to just jump in um, by the people who were putting on light keepers. Mm -hmm. So Ronna Ferrer and a few other women who I just love just said, we think that you would do a good job and could represent. And I was like, Oh, I feel so bad, but you totally have the wrong person. (laughs) I wish I could say that I have this burning story and desire and experience, but like family history is one of those things that I've really just said, man, I hope I really feel the passion someday because I just don't. Mm -hmm. And their recommendation, which I feel like is the way it's being taught a lot more now and is the way it should be taught is look for stories and people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, as, and and she just showed me like a basic quick thing through family search and I'm going through it. And then I had a little sit down with someone else and, and then I met someone online as, awesome. <laughs> on family search. And that's how it felt. It was like, who is this person? And I dug through and I, I have some amazing records of some of my female ancestors, which I know can be a little bit more rare. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks to their, one was a daughter who wrote it, one wrote it herself, and one was a granddaughter. And these three records of these three women who honestly now I feel are friends, mm-hmm. I started reading and digging into and seeing the pictures. And I was like, okay, I get the magic. I get it. Everybody, everything you say, I totally understand. Uh-huh. Um, and so, but then as I was preparing to speak at Lightkeepers, I was like, I'm, I'm very curious, just my nature and how I've always been through school and everything. And I thought, what is this? Like, why is this? What, how does this magic work? Mm-hmm. And I don't think you can totally explain it. But I do think there are some things after studying it and like looking at even the research and back to my family studies background, I realized like I actually have studied this and there's way more to this um, than I even recognized when Rana first reached out to me. So mm-hmm. um, I think the part that maybe blew me away at first, I, I had been taught family history as a duty, um, as something that you should do mm-hmm. as a blessing to those who you're helping. And I pretty quickly realized like, oh man, this is so much more than that. And so much deeper. And um, a few of the studies, which I know you talk all about this and you know, all this and have had some amazing people already on that talk about this. um, But just really what it does when you start having your heart turn to those who came before you. One of the many benefits that really mean, I guess I'll say two that really mean the most to me that I talked about a little bit in my light keepers address Um, now being a mom, something that means a lot to me is what knowing family stories does for children. Mm -hmm. And so the famous, do, you know, study back in 2001, I guess we're just recording this around September 11th. And this was about when the study took place. Um, and so they just ask kids, you know, what do you know about where they went to high school, where they met? Do you know an illness or something horrible happened? You know, what about when you were born and, they kind of took the analysis and found all the kids, what they knew and what they didn't. And then September 11th happened. And then they went and reassessed these children on their resiliency and their sense of control and their self-esteem after the event, Mm -hmm. but also just in general and realized that was the single best predictor of the child's emotional health and happiness. And as a mom, I mean, this study hits me in a very different way than when I was studying at Brigham Young University Mm -hmm. that 
I don't know if there are many things there. I would put that in the top five things that I'm concerned about making sure my children have and have developed is emotional health and happiness. Yes. Um, and so from that perspective, it's, it's interesting, I guess, not having that emphasized as much in my own childhood. Like how can I make that happen for my own children? And, um, as you know, and talk about again, all the time, it's so much simpler than I ever imagined. And there's so many easy ways both to develop our own family narrative now, but just telling them as the stories of my ancestors came alive to me, it was it was on my thoughts. Mm -hmm. And so of course, when we're making cookies, I'm going to talk about grandma Jean who made mounds and mounds of cookies. (laughs) And about a month ago, I I had never done this before, but I, she pulled taffy all the time. Uh And the memory that my dad has of of his, it's actually my great grandma. So his grandma. Um, so I was like, girls, let's just try it. Like I might totally fail, but I want (laughs) to learn how to pull taffy. Yeah. So we made taffy, we pulled it together and we talked about grandma Jean and, um, about, so this was a little bit after light keepers and we had just been having conversations. My oldest, who's six years old, who's just like, you know, learned to write. I had my family search out and just to my family tree Mm -hmm. and she sat down with it. And then I had my husband get his family tree out and she's probably sat for 45 minutes, half hour, 45 minutes with a blank piece of paper and wrote all of her people on the paper. (laughs) And it was the sweetest. And then all by herself, she went and got some like sticky tack, took it in her room and it it now hangs on her wall. Oh my gosh. That is adorable. (laughs) It's like, it's the sweetest thing, but it like these people meant something to her Yeah, or she wouldn't have written those names. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and so I now think about, you know, her emotional health and happiness, her nest that's built around her of who she is and the safety and security is much greater than just my husband and I linking arms or my parents and his parents mm-hmm. linking arms around us. It's like this whole nest of stability and it's okay. And here's the family stories and here's where you came from. Like she, she has such a safe place, um, not because we all went through awesome things and made perfect decisions. Like right. of course the contrary, but she knows and she belongs. And so that to me was one of, one of the huge takeaways diving into the research, but also being involved was just what a blessing it's going to be as I try so hard in a crazy world where emotional stability is challenged yes. in some really difficult ways, even um, to know that that's something that I can give to my children as I just learn the stories Um, one of the other things that really meant a lot to me that I didn't know was a byproduct of knowing your family stories Mm -hmm. and honestly didn't even really know that I needed, I think, um, was that feeling that I'm not alone. Right. Um, we moved out, as I said, we are in the suburbs of New York city. We've been out here nine years, um, next month. Wow. And yeah, it's very different from where I grew up. We have no family close. We've made some wonderful friends and it's an amazing place to live and raise our kids. But, um, that whole of not having family close, I I grew up in a really connected family, um, on and off has been really hard, but it was just like, that's just what we're doing. Mm -hmm. So I'm just Mm going to tough it out and I'm going to be strong and whatever. Um, but these women that I met through family search and my ancestors that then I felt so connected to and feel so connected to, um, 
it filled that hole that I'm not alone here. And it's interesting. I was reading an address on family history work, and that was one of the specific things mentioned that I've never read before. It it talks about having increased love and appreciation for ancestors and living relatives. Mm -hmm. So we no longer feel alone. Mm -hmm. That's from Dale Renlund. And I, I just like, why don't people talk about this? Because a lot of people move away from their families these days. Right. And that I can have an ancestor that, you know, literally can feel like I have family living close again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's pretty awesome. So those were two big takeaways that meant a lot to me, um, just in the stage of life that I'm in. Um, but then just learning also some of the hows, which came through some of the other presentations and meeting people like you and a few other people that were there down in the expo was also really fun to see some practical application of how do we make this real in our life? How do we make this real in our children's lives? I bought this really fun game that I'm going to forget the name of, but where you, I think it's called roots and branches Mm -hmm. where you go up the branches and you go down in the roots and it's basically just prompting you to tell stories. Um, and then branches art. I know you've done work with on just recently, Mm -hmm. um, making more visual things to be in the home. So that was also really neat to see women our age, translate that into things that we can bring into our homes now, which was really fun. Yeah. Awesome. You brought up so many great points and I, I couldn't agree more. I love, first of all, hearing about your daughter, writing the names of all of her people. And I love the visual of thinking about this little nest that we're creating and that we want, you know, I think about this all the time too, the emotional, stability of my kids doing all that I can to help them in this crazy world that we are raising them in. And I think that is such an easy thing that so many people could easily incorporate into their life. I am always looking for simple ways because my, one of the biggest things I'm trying to eliminate is the overwhelm that people so often feel when they hear the word family history. And it just, I think a lot of people just feel like they have this big weight placed upon their back when they think about it, you know? Yep. And I'm trying to just show them that there's so many different ways that we can easily just inject it into our everyday. And I love that, that your daughter spent some time, you know, 30 minutes writing down these names, which of, of people that she knows and loves and that she'll continue to know and love throughout her life. And so I do something similar. I open up the family search memories and I'll let my kids pick an ancestor, just one of their photos, and then they'll sit and draw the photo that they see. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And that's, that's that's just another simple thing that they can do on a Sunday or any day of the week where, you know, if you need a little downtime, you can get your kids to write down the names. And that's, I mean, you're just getting so many awesome, you're just doing so many awesome things with that one task. You know, they're practicing their writing and spelling and Mm -hmm. they're connecting to their ancestors. So I love that so much. And I'm definitely going to have my kids do it. And it's such, yeah, it's just so, so cool. But I love just that simple idea that can really translate into something amazing. I've been thinking a lot about small and simple things. And that's one of them. That's one of those small and simple things that we can help our kids do and that I'm sure will have amazing results. So thank you for sharing that. You are so welcome. That just reminded me we're rebooting the small seed website Mm -hmm. and changing so much. So I've just recently gone through all the downloads, the free downloads that we have. Uh 
And I think it was last summer, Sarah Jane Wright, who's like a children's book illustrator and fantastic. The work she does for kids is like the most imaginative, beautiful. Yes, I know. I love her. Yeah. Isn't she great? So she did a big uh, family history poster, just like a tree with frames that go with it. So cool. when you just said that about your kids drawing, I would, that's something I want to do is print off that poster. And then as they do those in the, in the frames, they can just hang them up and we can find a place in our house where they have their little framed artwork mm-hmm. of our ancestors. So I'm glad you just said that. It just reminded me. Yeah. Um, are I you, I know that you're redoing all of your website. Are you still going to have those downloads that I could link in this episode? Yes. So, okay. Yeah, absolutely. That'll be, I think this week is all going up live. Um, so that'll be ready. Okay. Awesome. I will make sure to link that in the show notes because that is such a great resource. I mean, you guys have so many amazing resources on your website, but I especially love all of the ones geared toward family history. So I'll link those in the show notes and people can find those there. So awesome. Thank you, Lizzie. Yeah. I know that you've already kind of touched on this, but I would just love to hear a little bit more about if you have other ways that you kind of incorporate family history into your specific life. I always love to hear how people are making it unique to them. And mm-hmm. yeah, if there's anything else you want to share about that, that would be awesome. So this is my current quest. So I went on my like family history 1.0 journey uh-huh. <laughs> for light keepers. Um, and then just in the last month, which I was glad for the timing of this podcast, because it's came at the time when I was like, okay, so now what's a sustainable way to keep that a part of every day or every other day or something through the week? Mm-hmm. Um, because I do know that the power that it brings of calm and keeping my priorities in line and just feeling connected, all those things, that's something I want consistently for myself. Mm-hmm. Um so that's something I've just kind of started on a journey on. I wish I were further so I could be like, oh, here's all the genius stuff. That <laughs> that's okay. Stuff that... That's okay. <laughs> but here's a few things that have come. Um, one thing that's from the beginning has been so helpful, but that surprised me that it continues to be so helpful is just opening up the family search app. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, that's been a really good way for me, even if it's a story I've read, like I really do kind of feel like it's scripture Yeah. where some of these documents that are, I think I have one that's like 23 pages of a personal history. Wow. Um, there are little lines in there that I've now read their stories multiple times, but those stories will hit me in a different way or a different part of something they said. It's like that. What is that phrase? The the voice from the dust. Mm-hmm. I feel that coming. So when I don't have anything more or planned, it's get in and get back into a story. Yes. Um, I've also tried just to incorporate, we did this in the summer, um, to do some of the things that I read that our ancestors did. So an example of that is the taffy Mm -hmm. pull. Um, But what I also found was kind of an unexpected blessing being so far from home is there were enough holes in the records like recipes. They didn't include any recipes. They just mentioned she did it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've had a handful of really great calls with aunts that I never talked to, my dad's sisters. Uh-huh. And um, actually one of my grandpa's brother's wives, she's one of the only wives still um, living mm-hmm. on who would have known Grandma Jean and just like tried to compile some of the recipes and just got on the phone. I haven't talked to her in maybe a decade, maybe longer. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but it spurred on 
the connection here with people alive as well, uh-huh. um, to try to get more information. And it's, I, I'm grateful that, you know, I think it's, it was for me really, um, I really just wanted to wait until I was older because I have so much going on, Mm -hmm. but I see the benefit now that if I wait until I'm in my fifties, sixties, seventies, there's not a generation still alive ahead of me that I can ask the questions to of those holes. Mm -hmm. Um, So right now I still have plenty of people alive that could really fill in the stuff that I don't know because they have living memories still. Um, So that is, that's another thing is just trying to incorporate one or two things. I do much better when I plan it as an activity with my kids Mm -hmm. than just something for myself and it comes alive more and we're both getting the benefit. So I think maybe in my cost benefit analysis, I'm like, it's way, it's it's also for them. Uh Um, Another thing I'll mention though, this is still in the works, but something that I have been, I think that really was driven by family history, though we didn't even know it is I'm working now with Rana, the woman who gave me the fire for all of this Uh um, and a couple other partners on an app called Prism. So cool. And this app is really a storytelling app. Um, What I love about it, there is the social component where you connect with other people and you can tag other people and you're telling your story through pictures. Um, But unlike traditional social media there's you choose the date of posting Mm. so it's not like I post today and then I have to put throwback Thursday hashtag on there because this was actually from way long ago and now it's weird because it's out of place like the whole app was created to build and tell your story Mm. so that you will be connected with the people that you care most about so on my profile this is something I've been really excited about and we've just built um, the front end to be able to do it is starting to add some of those meaningful stories from my ancestors onto my own storyline. Whoa. So that's what it's called. Like your, there's a storyline, which is basically the timeline of your life. Mm -hmm. And it goes back to like one AD. Wow. (laughs) So you can add any stories that feel like a part of your storyline to you um, and to your profile. So that for me, and, the other cool thing is you can do totally private posts. Uh-huh. So it's like, you can have your private journal on there and your public. You don't have to choose like, do I have a private or a public account? Like mm. this is what's public. And then this is what's a total journal entry that I don't want anyone to see mm-hmm. until I'm ready to share it with someone after. So, um, and you can, you can create other accounts. So I'm creating one for all of my kids. Um, where it's like they're living history. So, so cool. as things happen real time, I can add a video, I can add a story, I can add all of that. So that's also something I think you need those bite um, sized ways of documenting a story mm-hmm. and going through it. But it for me, that's the one thing I wish they had on family search is I want to see all those memories as a timeline. Right. Because I'm like, when did this, ah, like, how do I keep this all pieced? But on my own storyline, I can create the timeline of events of things that have happened and even some of theirs. Um, So that's also been something I've been really excited about to just break things down. Um, And we're in beta testing. And so that will be launching. We have a big newsletter list of people waiting to get on. And then it kind of works just by invitation. If you get on, you can invite five other friends versus just opening the whole thing up because 
that's how apps crash when you're uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so but you know even now through a journal or doing things in a bite-sized chunk I'm the queen of like it's either perfect or I don't do it uh-huh. <laughs> um, not to say that anything I do is really perfect but that's always my what I'm hoping for um and I've just realized that's that usually results in I need three days to do a project because it's become so backed up right um but like a morning scripture study or eating breakfast and lunch and dinner and the chunks of meals or whatever, if I can just do those bite-sized things. Um, those are a couple of them that I've been diving into and excited to dive into. Yeah, that's so exciting. I love the idea behind your app and I'm so excited to test it out and for it to launch and everything. I think that is such an important tool that we are going to be able to use to document our histories and even document our ancestors histories if we wanted to put that Uh, into our own storyline I think that is an incredible resource so so exciting and thank you yeah and I also just wanted to touch on I thought you brought up such a great point when you said that you know a lot of times family history is looked at as a hobby for the older people the older generation and I felt the exact same way. I got really into family history about seven years ago, and I can't even count how many people told me that I needed to wait. (laughs) They love to tell me, you know, they love to come up to me and say, don't you know that this is like a hobby for old people and you are going to have so much time when you're older for this. So why are you, why are you doing this right now? And I just think it's so, I, for me personally, I just felt so strongly that I, wanted to, I didn't want to wait for those blessings. And so yes. obviously I can't devote as much time as I could, you know, maybe later in my life, but I'm still trying to make a small effort. And I think that those small efforts, like we talked about earlier, they, they add up and it's so important to connect with living people while they're still here with us. So, so yeah, yes. I just think that, you know, whatever effort we can put into it. And I love being able to connect you know, I was just talking to my mom the other day and she told me that two of my great grandparents still have, um, a, their youngest sibling is still alive. And, Amazing. you know, that's, that's something I really want to reach out to them and go visit them because they're not too far from me. And I think that that's, mm-hmm. you know, who knows how much longer they'll still be with us, but I, right now they're still here. So I should definitely take advantage of that. And I think, you know, the longer we wait, there's just opportunities that may, slip past us. And so, so yeah, yep. thank you for bringing that up. That was such a great, yeah. such a great point. Yeah. Well, and I'll just, I, I loved what you said about, about waiting too. And you said this at back at the beginning as well, like so many women doing really neat things right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and really we live, and I know people say this, but I'm going to say it like no one's ever said it before. We live in the coolest time because we can. Yeah. Like, if we didn't have, if I didn't have family search and I wanted to start getting into family history, that would not, the time it would take to be fruitful would be a huge chunk of time. Right. Like, I don't know if any other generation of women has been able to do so much in the little chunks of time that we have, Mm -hmm. because I don't go down to the library and talk to a librarian and pull out like a stack of cards to look up a book about how to look up this or that or the other or learn this skill or write better or learn photography. And, and so it's really neat because we really have it at our fingertips and a lot of it is free. Mm -hmm. Like I don't think, and not to put a guilt trip because I don't, I don't work well with those and nobody else does either not to put a guilt trip on anyone, but 
like the barriers to entry for any of us to take on something new or to tackle that dream that we've been going after or to do some of these things in bite-sized chunks, we've never lived at a greater time and also more rewarding because I can get on and read a story because of the work other people have done mm-hmm. and get those same blessings that maybe someone would have had to work an hour or two to feel a connection on. I get it in 10 minutes yeah. and that's, that's pretty, pretty remarkable. Yes, it is so remarkable. And I, that just reminded me of sister Nelson. So president Nelson, when he mm-hmm. gave that, um, just a couple months ago, you know, the, um, now I'm forgetting what it was called, but just the youth fireside that he put on yes. and he asked everyone to do a social media fast and to find time to, yes. you know, just to devote to spreading the gospel and helping others and helping our ancestors. And so I know that sister Nelson has talked about before how she used to love playing Scrabble on her phone. And that was kind of like her little me time. And, and then she set it aside for a few months and devoted that time instead to family history, to reading the stories and to searching out her ancestors. And I think every single one of us has, you know, that one or two or three things that we just really love to do. And I'm not saying that we need to like cut all of that out of our lives, but I have been so fascinated with time and how we're each given the same amount of time. And I really think, you know, a lot of times people will come up to me and say, how do you do it? You have five kids and I just don't have time. And I hear that. And I, I get that. I get that we all have a lot of things going on. But I really, truly believe that if we can just evaluate our life and say, okay, I, I actually do have like 10 minutes in the morning what I, when I could devote to it or five minutes at night, I think that we could find those little pockets of time and that we could devote a little bit of time to reading these stories that have been compiled for us. And it really is so easily accessible. So yep. yeah, such yep. good stuff. I have, I just have major belief in that and I've seen that play out in my life over and over and over again I remember hearing a um, once that talked about a scripture and that says you know we come to God with our weakness and he makes it strong Mm -hmm. and he pointed out I had said in a comment that God gives us weaknesses like really specific things Mm -hmm. and and he said you know the verse actually just says weakness right and he said, what are the, what is the weakness that mankind has? We have to sleep. We have to eat. Mm-hmm. Like there are these, this weakness that constricts our time. But as we acknowledge that and take it to God, it, like all of these things are acts of faith that say, you're, you're promising me something that I don't have time for, right. but I'm going to give it a go. And that's my husband just, just last night we were lying in bed and I was like, if we were to add up, he's doing a working on, um, no credit to ourselves, but I just lay there and laid there and I said, if we were to add up, no sense. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I really can't attribute any of that to me because I've gone through times in my life of my life where my priorities were off and I I didn't have the stability, like this. And I didn't have the priorities and I didn't, but there, when you put these first things first, mm-hmm. it, it is true. If things line up and you're like, that worked to the minute I needed to get those three things done and there's no way I should have got them done, but it, it worked and I was peaceful and mm-hmm. I was happy and I was a pleasant mom and 
like, of course, that's best case scenario that we're all striving for. Right. Um, but I think like we know that that works um, when we align ourselves with it. So a hundred percent, I couldn't agree more, Jesse. Yeah. With that. Yeah, I know. It's so good. It's just like the, you know, the, the principle of tithing. And I think, yeah. you know, I know that there's been so many promises. There's so many promises that come from doing family history, but one of them I know is that we will have more time. And I totally yes. believe that that's true, that, that, yeah, it's, you can't really explain how it happens. Obviously it is. And like you said, an act of faith. And it's just one of those little, I think it's a, a tender mercy and a miracle that God gives to those who are willing to sacrifice some of their time. So, yep. So good. Okay. Well, I am just so grateful to you, Lizzie, for coming on. I am so inspired and I would just, I always love to hear about a favorite ancestor. So if you could quickly tell us about one of your favorite ancestors, I would love to hear about it. You're making me choose. This is like choosing a best friend that I'm putting on air. <laughs> None of my other ancestors feel bad. <laughs> um, so yeah, you had asked me this question before to think of someone and um, I'm going to choose Mary Ann Pope. So there's three, I told you those three women that just mean the world. Mm -hmm. Mary Ann Pope's life was very different than mine. And I just love her and we share the same middle name, which I love. My name's Elizabeth Ann and mm. um, she loved school. She loved acting. She's the one who gave the account in her own words. Mm -hmm. And when she was old enough to go to college, I believe she had two siblings. They were all going together and they packed up. And as she went to leave, her um, father came and told her, there's no need for you to go to school. You're a woman mm -hmm. and it's better. You just stay home. I mean, as she's going to leave for university oh my goodness. and her, her response was if he, like, she is the most humble and kind and willing to submit woman. And her record is just so full in, in every turn in life of that same spirit of it didn't make sense, but there was no bitterness. There was no anger. It was okay that I'll, I will do. And her story goes on mm. in little things that she records. Um, she loved being in the theater and she were, she was in plays and in productions, just kind of in the local community. And at one point her husband came to her and she didn't explain a lot about why, but he just said, I think it's time you put this aside. Mm. And she said she was heartbroken, but she said, okay. And again, kind of rather than choosing to be angry or revile or, um, make that a point of contention, she chose the meek approach of saying, if that's, we'll make peace in our home, I'll make the best of that. Mm. Um, and, um, she also lost, and I, I don't have the exact amount. I want to say six, five or six of her 11 children, um, didn't outlive her, mm -hmm. but I think only one of them was like died in childbirth. Um, so just tragedies like disease and accidents at like two and seven and 11 mm -hmm. and not at time. I mean, this wasn't that long ago. This is my great grandmother, right? but just hard things with so many of her children. And again, her response was, but I trust that it will be okay. And I trust that God will look after me. Mm. Um, she served as a president of the relief society in her area for, I think 12 years. Wow. Um, and 
during this time, lost a few children, just like, again, she came to a point where she felt so depressed in spirit and said, I, I need to be released. Like I need some time and then felt very strongly, like you'll know when it's time. Hmm. And so stayed in and felt like her children were protected because she continued to do what she could. And this is at a time where unless you were a member of the, like nobody, they taught, they did, they fulfilled so much of the obligation to this woman's organization, their church, that it was a very heavy calling. And right. um, I have other ancestors who were very highly educated or who pushed for rights and who did things. And I think there's so much to be said and valued in that. Um, but reading Marianne's, life story and how it was very different than that. And she didn't have a lot of opportunities, but how she was humble and grateful Mm. for all the things that she was given, even though much was taken away from her. Um, it, it just, I, I just have a tenderness. Like I almost can't think of her without getting emotional of this simple, but beautiful and dedicated life that she lived to the principle she knew was true. So Marianne is a special friend of mine that I'm, like, I, I can't wait to meet one day. Cause I can just, I, it's like, I can feel her in those words. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and just her goodness, it just shines through. So yes, that's one of totally. My, one of my... Oh, thank you, Lizzie. Yeah. I, I love Marianne now too. That is, <laughs> it's just so, it's so cool. Stories are so powerful and they are. yeah, that is just incredible. So thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. And also just for being here and, having such a fun discussion with me. I, I love talking about this, but every single time I do an interview, I am just once again, reminded of how incredible this work is and just the whole plan. I think obviously God knows what he's doing and his plan is amazing. So it's just fun to be reminded of it, but thank you again. So I would love to hear how my listeners can find more of you. If you want to just, yeah, tell us where you're at on social yeah. media. So, and then I'll link it in the show notes as well, but yeah. So you can find the small seed, our website, just at the small Um, or we're mostly active these days on Instagram, just at the small seed okay. over on Instagram, but are branching out as we're building and growing over there to a lot of different channels. Um, and then you can find me personally on mostly on Instagram at Lizzie, L-I-Z-Z-Y dot Jensen, J-E-N-S-E-N. Um, I also have a website. I was doing a little web series for a while, but with all these other projects, I'm like, okay, this is just where I need to focus. So mm-hmm. most <laughs> updates, everything about me are either over at the small seed or at Lizzie Jensen and would love to connect. There's nothing like connecting over stuff that matters. So yes. love that. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Lizzie. I am just so grateful for you. You guys, thanks so much for being here. It means the world to me to be able to share my passion for family history with all of you. If you haven't done so yet, feel free to leave me a review on iTunes. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at Miss Genealogy. If you want to shoot me an email, you can do that at missgenealogy.jessie, J-E-S-S-I-E, at gmail.com. I'd love to hear how you are getting fired up about family history work. See you next week.